She's an opportunist. Be kind, she saved our lives. Yeah, I know. I read all about it in the book. I can't wait to see the movie. Psycho, they're probably already in your life. Okay, so you just want to sit here and, and wait to see who drops next? The way I see it, someone's out to make a sequel. So it's our job to observe the rules of the sequel. Number one, the body count is always bigger. <laughs> Number two, the death scenes are always much more elaborate. <laughs> How do we find the killer, Randy? That's what I want to know. Well, let's look at the suspects. Tim, he can see us. Do you want to die tonight? Is that the best you can do? Why not set your goals higher, huh? You want to be one of the big boys? Manson, Bundy, OJ? What's your favorite scary movie? Showgirls. Absolutely frightening. Hello, and welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landolt, and today we are continuing our journey towards the release of Scream 5 on January 14th by discussing today Scream 2, which came out originally in 1997. And I am joined, as always, by the queen of the spooky and the lover of this franchise as well, Devin Ray. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, everybody. Zachary. <laughs> Hi, Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how are you doing today, Devin? I'm good. How are you? I'm great because, spoiler alert, this is my favorite Scream movie of the franchise. Oh, my God. Why so, is that? I, why is that? Why? Yeah. It's just, okay, so, I don't know, it's a lot of things to love. So, first of all, we get lots more, (laughs) with the first one I told you about how I love a portrayal of, like, you know, a female bimbo, but but Mm -hmm. also it's hilarious, and this film we get the arrival of Portia de Rossi and uh, (laughs) one of my icons, Rebecca Gayhart. (laughs) So, that's already so much, but then also, Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it, you know, the opening is great it has one of my favorite killers so it's just i don't know i love the i think it just zips along i just I, it's such a it's such a tight little movie and i still cannot believe that it was came out like less than even a full year from the first release day. it's like truly right. wild to me yeah that's it's also a very good sequel <laughs> i agree and it's, it was like put together so quickly so it doesn't make sense to me. It's an anomaly, but I I I, I love it. Yeah, I I I love anything that has to do with turning um, theatrical spaces into scary places. <sighs> okay, well we'll get into all that. <laughs> I I I don't know why, because I find something 
inherently terrifying about the theater. If you're not a part of like the magic of theater and making mm. theater for people, no. those settings. And I, to be honest, have never really seen it done well on film, like making <laughs> perfect use of a theater as a scary place. Um, short of like Phantom of the Opera, but that's like Phantom no, of the Opera yeah, is this yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something just so fucking scary. And we talk about ghosts in the theater and we have like all these like superstitions and stuff. So that's always been what I liked and what I clung to when this movie came out. I was like, oh, theater stuff. <laughs> theater stuff. Yeah, the only other movie I can think of that has like a really cool finale involving a theater is have you ever seen the movie Charade with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant? No. There's a really cool thing at the end where, like, the killer is hunting, the, or they're hunting this guy who's, like, trying to kill them, and they have all these, like, trap doors that are, like, numbered under the stage. And okay. And they're trying to, like, open up all the trap doors to, like, make them fall. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's very, really cool. Um, so I also am down for anything that blends theater with horror. I also uh, can very much connect to uh, your passion for it because i also i just love it i it's so like i love the idea that like sydney is like a star college actress oh <laughs> and i'm like where did that come from you don't seem like a theater kid at all like <laughs> yeah i guess with, but you know i also love that she like I mean, Sydney's feisty, but she definitely seems like more of an introvert than an extrovert to me. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I think as an introvert actor, I was like, you know, I can connect to Sydney. Like, she's quiet on the outside. There's a lot going on up there. <laughs> <laughs> Very Sydney. I, I like oh. that for you. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. So, yeah, this movie came out, again, the first one came out December 20th, 1996. This came out December 12th, 1997. Literally wow. the next year. Truly wild. I can't believe it. Um, and before we dive into our discussion about the movie, I do want to take a look at where pop culture was when this movie was released. So... <laughs> As I said, December 12th, 1997, the number one movie the day it came out, well, it actually was Scream 2. It was uh, a big hit upon its wow. release. I hate scary movies. It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting cut up. Someone has taken their love of sequels one step too far. I read what happened to your last cameraman. The guy got gutted. His throat slashed. Gutted, slashed. The guy ain't in the union no more. Stupid people go back. Okay, smart people run. From suspense master Wes Craven comes the most terrifying movie of the year. Scream to Winter. Um, and the number one song. When I tell you when I saw what the number one song was, <laughs> it took me to a place. I was like, oh yes, I remember it well. It was Candle in the Wind by oh. Elton John. Man, nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> And it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind, never fading with the sunset when rain set in. That was a fucking year, Princess Titanic, Diana just Titanic died. Also but 1997 is like a crazy year for music, especially music that <laughs> we'd still listen to. Like, 
the Backstreet Boys had their album come out, like mm. Hanson and um, oh, Smash Mouth, and I think even Natalie and Brulia, maybe, maybe Leanne Rhymes for sure. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, so it was a fun time for pop culture, and like you mm-hmm. know, here's Scream Two flying out of the gate, pulling, you know, and we've seen this trick pulled before with other franchises that we have talked about where they crank out the sequels, but none of them ever were. I mean, in the ballpark as of being as good as Scream Two. No. Like no. it's I don't I, I genuinely unless like Kevin Williamson just had a great idea out the gate. I don't know, like because even from the research I've done, it seems like this movie was very much kind of being like th- like thrown together. Like, like they mm-hmm. were like, get a sequel out, get a sequel out. So I don't know if it just got really lucky because they just you know again cared about getting a really solid cast together and his writing was just so like snappy still but it just you know i don't know how they pulled it off but they definitely did well they had such great like actors to work with Mm. um once again i mean like laurie metcalf and (sighs) jerry o'connell he's not my favorite but he's not bad um (laughs) he's not my favorite but he's not bad you know, my favorite now, my little like heartthrob right now who I have yeah. a little crush on is definitely definitely Timothy Oliphant. Oh, and it has always been baby. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. And I'm like, you are such a baby and you're so unhinged in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Much like the same way with the first one, where like, how did we not know that like Stu was a killer or like Billy was a killer? Like right. when you rewatch the movie, like there was a craziness in Mickey's you're like, look eyes. At, yeah, you're like, Mickey, you need to relax. Like how go would you ever think and like rub one out or something? Yeah, like, I don't something, know. Like, you need God, to calm down. You go like go get some Ritalin. What you, what's <laughs> wrong with you? He yeah. I don't know, man. Like and I don't know how I even for a second would entertain that Jerry O'Connell was the murderer in this movie. Like, he's just being a good guy. He's like, right. no, stop talking about murder around my very traumatized girlfriend. <laughs> Please stop. She doesn't want to hear about stabbings. Like, go away. <laughs> well, I guess that's what's so fascinating about the movie is that it's almost putting the audience in Sydney's place of like, well, mm-hmm. here's this nice guy. Like, on the surface, very nice guy. Like, mm-hmm. couldn't be more different from Billy. But, well, she trusted Billy. So, like, you know, why should she trust this guy? You know, and especially when, you know, we see, of course, the return of all of the core, you know, characters from the first film, including Miss Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox. <laughs> and, of course, Dewey, played by David Arquette. And we see, you know, Gail Weathers, she'll do that detective work. Don't you worry about that. She's She's going to find that connection. And when she starts finding that connective thread with the first movie, I think it's hard to not suspect the boyfriend in, in like, you know, at least some capacity. Though I will say, I remember watching it, and I never bought that he was the killer. Like, I just, for some reason, I was like, no, I just, I I don't, I don't see it. Mm -hmm. So, they didn't get me, gal. Well, they got me. But, like, just for a second where I'm like, I don't know who did it. Um, it's like obviously first time viewing where I'm like, I don't know who did it, but maybe, I don't know, men are not to be trusted. So maybe you're making a point about how even like, cause Billy was <laughs> like, like a fuckhead, but like uh, maybe this, you know, he's in a frat. 
He's <laughs> he wears those polos. You he know, wears like... those polos. He wears his khakis with the brown leather belt. Um, oh my god! He looks like he golfs. Uh... He does. He looks like his parents, you know, belong to the country club. Like him. Mm-hmm. not here for it. Not here for it. We also see the return of Randy. Now, what do you think about Randy going to the same college as Sydney? I don't see why he wouldn't go to the same college as Sydney, yeah, I and I don't see why Sydney wouldn't encourage that like that's true well she's you know like they've always had like a kind of a bond and i think she (laughs) knows that he's in love with her and wouldn't do anything to hurt her right Um, and they're trauma bonded forever yeah yeah exactly it's that like well we went through this and i'm sure he's like i just want to look out for you and she's like well i can look out for myself but Thank you. So if and you want to both... be there, we can ch- we can chill. Yeah. What what college is that? Windsor? What Windsor Windsor College in Ohio? Yeah. This so. film theater school um, that has uh, that has psychology and apparently no other programs. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can you can you can pledge <laughs> Omega Beta Zeta. Omega Beta Zeta. Where I'm like, that's made up. That's not a real thing. <laughs> Now, we also see, like, so many, like, cameos in this movie. Like, this mm-hmm. movie is packed with people. Because you have, like, Sarah Michelle Geller. You've got, like, Joshua Jackson, who's also in that film class with with Randy. Right. Uh, which I was like, that's Joshua Jackson. He's kind of the big Dawson's Creek kid. Um, and also, like, I, what, my favorite thing, I think we should just start with it, is just the discussion of the opening. Because, as we know, with the first one, we have the iconic Drew Barrymore opening. But this mm-hmm. one, we have Omar Epps and Jada Pekin Smith. Now, what did you think of this opening as compared to the first one? Um, you know, I okay, I like it just as much um, on a personal level. I like mm. that, you know, there's this really interesting conversation happening about movies and kind of even like not challenging gender norms, but just that like I don't want to watch people die. It's gross. <laughs> These are actual people like you think that there's something more to it. I'm not saying that there's not, but like, I just want to have fun at the movies. That's why I want to go see the Sandra Bullock movie and like, oh, Sandra Bullock. She's so ethnic, like or whatever. Um, And I love that. I do feel like a I I mean, I think I said this in the in the last episode is that like this universe is fucked that this is even a thing. (laughs) Stabovision. Do you want to see the movie in Stabovision? But also this movie audience, um, I feel like has never seen a movie in their entire life. <laughs> They're very much doing like they have like Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> no way. But not home even because like... I was there. I was I went to Spider-Man on opening day as the earliest showing I could. Theater was <laughs> packed. People were dressed up as Spider-Man, but nobody's like standing up and throwing popcorn and like <laughs> fighting each other and like wouldn't notice. <laughs> somebody dying (laughs) like but i do think that getting stabbed in the ear a la what happens to omar epps i'm like that is the worst thing i've ever seen because you know he feels everything like like (laughs) no ear stuff no tongue stuff no ear stuff you're getting it yeah i don't like eye (laughs) stuff either no face stuff the face i just like i'm like get away from the face get away from the face (laughs) (laughs) which i was like what i mean for uh, it was definitely mickey that did it because i don't think that um debbie 
kills anybody. She kills like one person in this movie. Um, she definitely kills one person in this movie. <laughs> but Mickey like had to know exactly where his head was. And then like the sheer force to stab through those through that wall well, in the bathroom. If anyone knows, yeah, those those stalls are fucking. I mean, they're they're hard material. But so you yeah, know, uh, we're we're gonna, we're gonna allow it, you know, because it was good. Because <laughs> like, we're yeah, good. Like, I believe that he's super strong. I mean, he's he's pretty jacked. He looked a little muscular. Like, I mean, Timothy thought has a body because at the same time this movie came out. Uh, he also, well, I thought it was exactly the same time. It was around the same time. Was He was also in the movie Go. Do you remember the movie Go? No. Oh, what man. It's Go? This, it's this great movie with, it's um, it's like Sarah Pauly, Katie Holmes, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, it's a big, like, ensemble, like, New Year's Eve movie, actually. And it's, like, the night from, like, different people's perspectives. But he plays this drug dealer. And his entire scene, he's shirtless for it. And I, I was very sexually awakened by seeing uh, <laughs> Mr. Timothy with no shirt on. So there is a body there going on. And also there's the weird whispering he's doing from the yeah. stall. And it's all like mommy related, which is like weird because Mrs. Loomis turns out to be like, you know, connected to it later. So it's, it's all mm-hmm. very creepy. It's Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if I would. Maybe I'm just a cautious person. But if I were in the bathroom at the movies, which I very frequently am, um, <laughs> and I heard like coming from the stall next to me, I'd be yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, you have fun with that. I'm out. I'm, I'm done. Shake it off and leave <laughs> and leave the stall. Um, get dressed, wash my hands, go back to the movie. Gonna go to my movie. Yeah. Um, what I love about this opening as compared to the first one is like, first of all, like. They didn't just repeat themselves and have, like, another, you know, anonymous woman getting a phone call at her house kind of thing. You know, they mm-hmm. completely switched it up. And it's a really smart device of both, like, introducing us to they've now made a movie of the movies. So now it's, like, very meta. And so it's, like, I love the idea that the opening for this movie is an audience watching, essentially, the opening from the first movie. It's, like, there's something so cool about that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I just think Jada Pinkett Smith is inherently entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, I could, I mean, could she have please survived so we could just get more of Jada? Right. Um, but I just, I was, a, I, I loved this opening so much, even though it's so different. Yeah, I love it. I, um, because also it's one of those like scenarios again where you're like, what is going on? Like, right. <laughs> where's what's, this what's movie going to go? Also, <laughs> one of my favorite performances in this movie is just a very quick one from Heather Graham playing Casey Becker <laughs> in the staff movie. And she's so calm. She's like, so calm. She's it's like, so perfectly bad acting from Heather Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Heather Graham. She has like one line where she's talking to the killer. It's like, um, you know, I have you know, I don't even know you and I just like you already. <laughs> Like, it's so stupid i just i love it and i love the like i also love how like the movies like the movie version of the, <laughs> the first um movie's opening just like her in the shower mm-hmm. and jada and like what is this movie have to do with her being butt-ass naked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't. Yeah. So, you know, spoiler alert, Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett Smith both dead. Uh, I think Jada Pinkett, when she's just screaming on the stage and, like, dying, I'm like, oh, God, it was so chilling. And she's just mad. She's like, fuck all of you. I'm fucking dead now. (laughs) I'm dead now because you guys wouldn't chill out at this movie like normal people. You didn't notice a woman being literally <laughs> stabbed to death in front of you. Um, which an- another nod to the, you know, desensitized nature of the kids with horror movies. Mm, you know, mm-hmm, we're we're mm-hmm. leading up to the ending, you know, we're leading up to what what's to come. Uh and yeah, so the whole the whole time we have pretty much a lot of the same characters from the first movie we do have some new characters as well we have elise neal as sydney's uh like sweet mate and i, I she's very fun and she mm-hmm. keeps sydney in check yeah and like paul's out said yeah yeah it's also it's protective like the, the friend that you want it's like mm-hmm. she's like we're gonna go do fun stuff like i'm sorry you're you're gonna go have fun and i think this would be a good place for you oh you hate it okay well then let's go let's get just the fuck go to out a party of here and if you hate it you hate it but just go to a party with me come yeah. on yeah and i just i love again i love portia de rossi and rebecca gayhart as <laughs> <laughs> just these just, bimbos just this, like <laughs> hey sydney <laughs> hey sydney you want to join us already <laughs> we were really interested in having you oh my god we support I, safe I, sex Specifically, Portia. I mean, I mean, Rebecca's hair has never looked better in this movie. This is Agree. Gorgeous. Um, I just wanted to chew on her hair, like like oh, some oodles and noodles. I don't even know. Oodles and noodles. <laughs> um, but Portia has this voice, like, "Hey, Sydney, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this must be flat out hell for you." Like, I was like, "I'm into all of this. This is great." <laughs> Um, I hope they are the killers. Like, there's a like, great moment where after the frat party and the killer has escaped, and it's just the two of them in the back, like, is everything okay? And I'm like, God, let them be the killers, please. <laughs> I remember, like, I don't think they are the killers in any way, but I would fucking live if it turns out to be them. Oh, I, that would be the twist of all twists. It's just if like they were playing dumb the whole time. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Maybe that's oh Scream 5. <laughs> Uh, screams X. <laughs> we ne- they never died. They never. No, they didn't. They were not involved. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah. True. Maybe. Maybe they. I don't know. You know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure out some way to get them connected to the movie, and I'll get back to you in the future. Okay. Uh, for right now, it's a little hard to fit them in, but it's, I'm gonna work on it. But. So what did you think of the connect or the continuation of the love story of Dewey and Gail Weathers in Scream? I love the rom-com that is mm-hmm. Gail Weathers and Dewey. They you, because I mean, if you were to do anything else, you'd be fighting against like that natural chemistry that David Arquette and Courtney Cox had, have, has. Like you, they just look at yeah. each other and like they can, you know, he says some pretty stupid things to her and then oh, yeah. she snaps at him, whatever. But yeah. when they're smiling and joking with each other, you're like, I forgot people are dying and I just want y'all to go get a <laughs> cup of coffee. Like, <laughs> no, let's get these kids together. Let's just get these kids. And Dewey's theme 
Like his little score. Oh my God. I'm like, my heart. I'm in love with him. With his little like limp and his funky hand. His funky hand. (laughs) He's got his stupid mustache and he's just all twitchy. And he's like, no, I I really like Gail. Don't talk shit about her. She's a bitch, but don't talk shit about her. I love her. They're eating their Baskin Robin later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she also like they make each other better like he get he's a better cop because she's a great reporter but also she's like maybe news is not the most important thing (laughs) right maybe (laughs) i should have some empathy for you know the people in this case but also that gail weathers she is a brilliant lady she is really good at detective work yeah she is like and she like walks into the police station she's like have y'all noticed this (laughs) (laughs) have y'all even like thought about the names (laughs) did you you Maureen, you don't want to guys. Guys, (laughs) (laughs) how many Maureens do you know, Captain? Earth, that was Casey's boyfriend. (laughs) 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 She's like, I just took me two. This took me thirty seconds. I, I, I'm literally ahead of you. How long have you been working this? Two days. Wow. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So many people have died because we've noticed that all people like. And it's David's dad as the chief of police. If that's not cute, that's fucking adorable. I think it's his dad. (laughs) I think think it's dad. People (laughs) age differently in the past. I both do research and not enough every time, and that's the vibe. No, that's the the fun. That's the fun. It's a little sloppy, and that's okay. Um, so for me, also, I think that the sarah michelle geller sequence is one of my favorite things <laughs> I just, like i her in that gorgeous pink sweater set and just it also I, I i remember being obsessed that she had the same cordless phone that my family had i'm like that's the phone we have <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah and she no. also, i just love it I well, I can tell that Sarah Michelle Geller is white because she wore her shoes on the couch. <laughs> I hate that. I was like, get your dirty shoes <laughs> off that nice couch. I mean, what how f- nice was that couch? It was the whole okay, I was like, what college is this that this is what sorority houses look like? Because <laughs> what the hell? Um and I think, you know, the subliminal after school specialty kind of messages that get slipped in through the sororities are my favorite thing where it's like, like I'm the sober sister. I'm going to hang out here unless somebody else is, you know, drunk and needs a ride home. And I'm like, yeah, Drink you should with your brain. That's our motto. <laughs> Everyone should do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to die tonight? Cece. I just that's great. <laughs> oh my god, it's Ted. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to call you back. He sounds wasted. He sounds loaded. Girl, you're too good for him. Ted does you this all the time. <laughs> you wish it was Ted. Oh! <laughs> I love that she has to go back inside the house because the phone doesn't work. Oh my god, relatable content. I'm gonna be like, yep, yeah, been there. Mm-hmm. Can't talk <laughs> in my backyard. Have to go but into every- the house. Every time I watch the movie, though, I'm like, girl, just book it. Like, book it out of the house. Like, like run down the street screaming. But only because there's something about Sarah Michelle Gellar. You know, I was obsessed with, obviously, Buffy the Vampire Slayer at this time. Mm-hmm. 
And so watching her get killed, I'm like, kick his ass, bitch. <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> Why do you keep going up flights of stairs? Hit him so we can hear that sound effect of, <laughs> you know, I want to hear those Buffy sound effects, you know, <laughs> like I want to hear all of that. That's what I want. <laughs> get out the stake, stake him through the heart. You know, it's probably not a vampire. It's a real human, but they deserve to be dead. And that's okay. right. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's also iconically good at being little scream queens. I also think she is very good. And I know what you did last summer. Which came out the same year. Is that wild? So much content. <laughs> to live in a time with so much Sarah Michelle Gellar content. You know, I know. I know. I didn't even know Cool Intentions was coming. You know? We d- didn't even know. <laughs> Simply Irresistible hadn't even come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> i i'm i oddly love that movie even though i'm also very aware that it's bad it like bad. it's not a good movie but i'm like oh fuck i like this movie god damn it hey man i'm of the team that if it makes you happy then it's not bad like it can if be it bad. makes you happy it can't be that bad <laughs> famously <laughs> sung by, <laughs> famously sung by show mm. girl I don't know. I just know the song. I think it's Joe Crow. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think Joe Crow. Joe Crow. Okay. Cool. So why not? Um, enough about Cheryl. So yeah, what are some of your favorite? Like, what are some of your favorite scenes from the movie that come to your mind? Because like my my first one was the CC scene. Is there anything for you? Okay. Um, I love. Well, I love the CC scene because you see how different this ghost face is from like Billy and Stu in that Mickey as ghost face is one of the clumsiest motherfuckers that has ever existed. He's just like running full tilt into like armchairs and lamps and like just, yeah, he's just like a big ball of energy. That's just like (laughs) going everywhere. But besides that, there's a little insert where they have an interview with uh, Tori spelling for like entertainment tonight or something where they have a scene with Luke Wilson playing. Oh, <laughs> my God. Stupid. Stu- stupid. And like, it's the same dialogue. Well, well, okay. Can I also say, to go back to that scene, because this has always bothered me <laughs> with the movie. Okay, so she's doing like a, yeah, like an Entertainment Tonight interview about Stab, Tori, Tori mm-hmm. Spelling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Tori, you fucking idiot. What did you just do? She's like, so tell us about this movie, Stab. And she's like, well, I play this girl, Sydney Prescott, who finds out that her boyfriend's a killer that killed her mother the year before that. And I'm like, you just spoiled the fucking the movie. whole movie. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Tori? God, you finally get a big picture and you are ruining it. <laughs> God, this way you'll never be Hollywood royalty. Come on, Tori. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I did love Tori spelling, like, being like the Sydney, like oh, yeah. just because of course they lived to her in the first movie, and just I remember she, I read some interview with her where she was like, I just kind of like auditioned for that, like knowing like I guess I might get it since they literally mentioned my name, and she was like so pumped to get it because I, I mean, especially after Scream being such a cultural phenomenon, I feel like everyone wanted to get in on the sequel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a lot of fucking talent in this movie. Oh yeah, actually, all the first two movies like they're stacked casts. I would say. Yeah, I agree. It's wild. Um, other iconic scenes. I do think the 
uh, Randy on the cell phone with the killer scene might be my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes also of the film. It's just like the slow building tension of all of that is it's just so good. Oh, yeah. It's because <laughs> you're like, do you really think it's that girl? Do you, like, why do you keep checking women? Not to be like, yes, they could be using a voice changer, but you would see them holding up the voice changer to the yeah. cell phone. Right. Um, <laughs> or as I love when Gail, like, grabs the phone, she's like, who's this? And she's like, who's this? She's like, Gail Weather, the author of the Woodsboro Murders? <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I was talking to my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> she's like, uh, what are you doing? Get yeah. out of here. Um, and just, oh. I just remember the shock when Randy was killed the first time I saw this. I'm like, no, all oh, bets I was, are off. I was Sydney glad could die. <laughs> I was like, die, Randy, die. You've gone far yeah. enough. Oh, all right. So you were not sad by Randy going away? No, all he right. annoyed me. Fair. Okay. <laughs> I think I've only liked Jamie Kennedy in like a brief moment during Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> oh my god i i watched that movie like really blazed like a couple months ago and i had a really good time like i was like this movie still slaps <laughs> I am. it's a total fever dream but actually i do enjoy him in his little brief cameo in that mm-hmm. his pink hair and all that yeah <laughs> yes speaking of ridiculous fever dreams another one of my favorite scenes is when mm. jerry o'connell just serenades nev campbell oh, i don't boy. know what was in th- movies in 1997 but they're like you have to sing to the women that you love publicly do you though do you and not well i love it let it be known not well and still in that polo and those cookies like honey it's bad enough you're wearing the same outfit almost every time we see you but can you like don't sing don't Don't sing sing. (sighs) because i i don't i I don't like it when people that can't sing uh, sing because it <laughs> makes me it makes my head hurt. <laughs> like I don't find it charming. I'm like, oh, but they can't sing while they sing. I'm like, no, please don't do that. <laughs> oh, I love like, it. I mean, it's it can be endearing in the right way if done the right way. Like but someone like a Jerry O'Connell. No, I mean I'll I'll give you that. I oh. I'd prefer it more in like um my best friend's wedding when Cameron Diaz <sighs> is forced to do karaoke. Yes. And she's like, I know I'm bad, but I'm happy. And I'm like, I'm happy that you're happy. Like, that's great <laughs> for you, girl. Right. I mean, oh Cameron Diaz in my best friend's wedding, iconic the karaoke <laughs> moment. Um <laughs> it's can be agreed. And little did we know she was gonna be Miss Hannigan years later. Bless. Little did we know. Bless. <clears throat> but yes. Uh Derek Connell, not my yeah, I'll just be honest, like I he's the kind of guy where like I can intellectually like acknowledge that he's quote unquote attractive, I guess. <laughs> but like I was never like swooning over him ever during this movie. Okay. I was always swooning over Timothy. Right. I mean, yeah. Like <sighs> come on. Even though he looked a little like coked out and like sweaty a lot of the time (laughs) his hair was so like the way they styled his hair i'm like okay jack nicholson like what's going on with the way they're doing the hair definitely (laughs) doing a jack nicholson impression like from the last half of the movie on (laughs) yeah um 
Well, because what I love about, like, I don't know. Oh, how to do this? How to do this movie? I'm just going to jump ahead to the finale. Can I do it? Yeah, sure. I can do whatever I want. Okay, great. You can, um, yeah, it's your show, baby. Oh, wait, actually, before we jump to the finale, there is one more scene I think is maybe my favorite sequence of the entire movie. And so I okay. don't want to jump over it, which is when Gail is hiding from the killer in the like sound booth area and all that shit. I mm. just thought that was such a well directed scene by Wes Craven. Oh, so sad too. Oh, God. Because oh, you, you think Dewey dies just like. Graphically, fucking dying. <laughs> like it seemed like in this one, I was like, "Well, he's dead." So he's. I feel really like they dead. tested that. I don't have the proof, but I feel like they tested it without that little bit at the bow, end, bow, and they're like, bow. "Oh no, no, we got to bring Dewey back." Bow, bow, um, bow, bow. They will revolt. Uh, People, I couldn't. Uh, well, because also, oh, when she like sees him and like gets into the ambulance with him, like, oh, it's so satisfying. So I'm going with you. Uh, you're going um, with me. <laughs> I want to talk say about that. They're sort of like, you're coming with me. You're coming with me. Before oh, we get to the God. end, I no. want to talk about this awful play oh, that uh, this uh, theater uh, is putting on. Yeah, which also her her director, I knew him from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Two: <laughs> The Secret of Secret the Secret of the Yos. He was the professor. Yeah. So I, just, I was like, I know that man. Don't trust him. <laughs> He's got this exploitative kind of theater director college vibe about him. Mm. That's not like, no, do the play. Be strong. And then has the audacity to skip to the third act where everyone's chasing this traumatized girl with knives? Are you kidding me? Now let's do the scene where everyone chases you with knives. <laughs> Tell me you're a fighter. I don't believe it. I've been like, I killed I the men okay. who tried to kill me. Shut your old ass white man mouth, sir. I wish he'd just been like, um, fuck you. I, I killed two people. Like, sir, there's an year. active serial killer after me exclusively. I will not be doing this production of Oedipus Rex. It's not Oedipus Rex. I don't know what it is. I don't know what play Wasn't that's supposed to be. Wasn't it like, um, it was, it was um, uh, fucking Helen of Troy or whatever? Yeah, it's something about Troy, but she says she's the lead and she's playing Cassandra. Yeah, that's weird. That's strange. Um, and he's like, you're the lead. That's how you got the lead. That's why <laughs> like, you're a drama major yeah like, okay, okay thank you for the backstory like you know my life uh, is in danger my guy like like the killer just tried to kill me in my best blue suede blazer like things are <laughs> going crazy like i need to stay home i, I can't I be to... in your fucking play <laughs> okay also what i love because again <laughs> like I was screaming at laughter um when they do the thing where she starts imagining ghost face uh, while they're rehearsing the scene and the scene ends and everyone starts taking off their masks and then there they are Portia de Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart and I'm like I don't believe for a single fucking second that they're in this stupid play no especially <laughs> not, not in the ensemble bit. I don't believe it for a fucking second no <laughs> well also you know what I don't want to say it's a plot hole but like <laughs> But, like, now that I'm thinking about it, she very much acts like she's never met these girls, really, when she, mm -hmm. like, goes and, and talks to them in the courtyard at the beginning of the movie. They're in this play with her. Right. 
I mean, and she's I, like, I, we open in two days. Yeah, like they've had a whole rehearsal process, and thus Sydney just doesn't interact with the ensemble, which doesn't seem like a Sydney move. No. Mm-mm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna pick holes in the movie because we love Scream too, but it's you know it's fine. Um, I think they only put that there just so we'd be like, are they the killers? Right. Is it them? Oh my god. Anyway, if someone could re-edit this movie to make it they're the killers, like that would be great. Great. Yeah, yeah I'd love great. that. Well, you you can use clips from Urban Legend if you need to for Rebecca yeah. Hart. <laughs> figure it out. Figure it out. Um. So yeah. So we get to the finale, where you know Dewey is supposedly dead. Uh, Gail. Also, well, I guess I can't. We have to talk about Cotton Weary because he's a whole yes. thing in this movie. Uh, because oh, that, that's my question. Did you fall for the Cotton mislead? Like, did you think that Cotton was maybe the killer? No. Yeah, I didn't either. No, so. I was just like, he's really aggressive, and he just he... has black boots. Like, get over it. <laughs> he has black boots, and he has bad energy. Like, yeah, he's also he's been in jail. He's bitter. Yeah. He wants that Diane Sawyer interview, goddammit, and he's going to get it. Yeah, and I'm like, stop putting your hands on a teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he, you can see him go, hey, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, my guy, my, my guy, guy, like, back off. I hate it. So, oh, he also, he's another one where I'm like, is it weird that I, call, I find him sexy? Like, I don't, <laughs> is that okay? Is that all right? That, I mean, I don't believe that Lee Schreiber has done anything terrible. That, no, he's that, good. Yeah, so you're good. I don't know They're, if I'd be attracted to Cotton Weary well, specifically. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, especially like a 100% Cotton in the third one. Like, I'm like, I'm not into this guy, but like, you know. Um, 100% Cotton. Fruit <laughs> of the loom. Man, I can't. Uh, but like Lee Schreiber, over the years, I'm like, ooh, ooh, that man does something to me. Remember there was an SNL sketch where it ended with like, him naked in this couple's like kitchen with like mm-hmm. nothing but an apron on and i was like oh so we're hiding a body mm. and he yes. was doing it for me yeah um but yeah so we get him as like a red herring because after dewey is killed he shows up with blood all over himself you know we don't know what to believe and then we went into miss laurie metcalf at the phone booth uh <laughs> who oh my god the whole back and forth between laurie metcalf and Courtney Cox. I also could just watch an entire movie of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Her like, just, I like, don't know who you local woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all of that. And so we get the reveal of Mickey as the first killer after, you know, all the shit goes down with the cops and poor roommate getting killed and you know, that's a very eventful night for Sydney Prescott. Um and then we get the reveal of Dun dun dun, Mrs. Loomis, aka Lori Metcalf, as the second killer. Now, how did this strike you when you first saw it? Um, I was very surprised mm. that even that like that that it was uh Mrs. Loomis. I was like, You left. Why are you upset? Why why'd you I mean I always felt right. something off from Debbie. Right. Um Debbie. Debbie. Pastels, Debbie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Debbie? What about Debbie? What about Debbie? But what about Debbie? No, and then Debbie, like Debbie's thought. And I love she just like she mama bears out. She takes control of the whole damn room. She steps in. She's like, okay, thanks. 
child Mickey. Bye. In her, in her beige suit. She's like, yeah. I'm here to clean up. <laughs> I lost weight. I got a face like lift. It's called a makeover. Get over it. Make a I gotta make just up there, Gail. Like, oh my god, so aggressive. I love the switch, and I love her crazy Laurie Metcalf eyes. They're just like mm-hmm. are just about to pop out of her red. Uh, I just, I I love it. I, uh, we also were a big Roseanne household as well, so I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> and yeah, like the fact that like she just comes in like. Yeah, like, mm, there's a second killer, but, like, I'm just going to kill him. <laughs> like, like, I just used him because he was strong and stupid. <laughs> right. Oh, man. And also, I love, what I love about Sydney is Sydney reaches a point where she's, like, she's done with the bullshit, and she's going to start reading your ass. And she <laughs> she reads Miss Deborah Salt, Miss <laughs> Lomas. She's, like, like Miss Lomas tries to... Tries to be like, you know, you don't like what it's like to be a mother, you know, to love your children. She's like, oh yeah, like you abandoned him, huh? <laughs> huh? I'm like, ooh, honey, ooh, get, get her, get her, like, Jane. Oh, no. Billy was great. He did a stand up job. Stand up job. Like, oh, bitch, bitch. Not why is the patronite someone with a gun, Sydney? Oh my god, I can't. Um, <laughs> also, the fact that like we know she definitely killed Randy. Oh yeah, that's, that's well. That's fun. the one we know that she definitely killed because she kissed his hand. Fucking uh, monster! Isn't that wild? That's wild to me. I didn't notice that for the longest time. Well, yeah, I mean, like in the theater or like that kind of response, you don't really pause and look at the no. body. But it's the a internet. cool little detail, though. Oh yeah, I love it. And it's like I love that. It's like it's like a little tiny clue-ish that like he's killed right after he's like talking shit about Billy like oh mm-hmm. that's great we, we love it and so then we go into a sequence that we both said we enjoyed very much which is uh Sydney versus Mrs. Loomis via the theater now <laughs> here's where I start to go this is a fun scene but if I start to poke logic holes in it it deflates kind of fast because <laughs> They treat this set as if it is like made of actual stone, like actually, like, like we are actually in ancient Greece right now, bitch. And and yeah, break it down. And I'm sitting there like, you know, those blocks are made of like styrofoam. <laughs> oh yeah, like that doesn't. You're fine with those. I will say I have been on the wrong end of a locked uh, stage door a couple mm. times, so I get that. Like when Sydney barricades that stage door and and yeah. uh debbie can't get through i'm like that's real i've done that mm-hmm. and not with that like uh my life on the line just like yeah. i need to get off stage um thanks parkway uh but <laughs> uh <laughs> well i guess you wouldn't want to escape through the theater because then sitting could be like cool i'll run away now like while you're right. doing that yeah um, so i guess that it, it's fine it's fine it's fine she does this thing sydney does this thing with the like the fly gallery which i was like what film person wrote this that doesn't understand a fly <laughs> gallery? She breaks, she gets the axe, yeah. and then she starts cutting the the flies basically yeah. to drop battens on on Lori Metcalf. Yeah. And I'm like, for the first one, I understand, but you know, you could just like 
pull down those brakes and like <laughs> everything comes down girl like like girl you can make this go a lot faster yeah you don't have to use all your force swinging it shit i know it looks cool and like she starts like the fog machine and the thunder sounds i get it, it's disorienting but did she really need to like rattle the thunder sheet yeah, oh my god the rattles <laughs> i was like okay sid going for the drama going for the like ah, i am wrath <laughs> <laughs> my favorite okay so my favorite <laughs> It's just because, like, I love when Laurie Metcalf is like, I'm going full camp, bitch. I'm mm-hmm. going in. Is when, you know, she's, yeah, she's taking out all the flies. She seemingly thinks, like, oh, I guess I at least knocked her out for a while. And she starts, like, walking behind the set. And then Laurie Metcalf just comes flying out with the <laughs> knife, like, ah! It's like, like, it's like operatic level performance like, coming oh, from yeah. back up. Um, right when like Cotton comes in with the gun and I'm like this is fucking everything I want and she I don't know if she's oh man I still think she might be my favorite if not my favorite killer my favorite performance in a finale by someone who turns out to be a killer I don't mm-hmm. know just like just like the thing like that's Aunt Jackie this is wild <laughs> Right, and just oh, and her eyes. She has this, She has the eyes to play a, a killer. Yes, one hundred percent. And then we get yeah, we get Cotton Weary who ultimately saves the day after finally getting his fucking Diane Sawyer interview. Yeah, he pulls a little like pulls a sneaky. He's like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. use my uh, scary uh, nature vibe, <laughs> um, and be like, yeah. I'm on your side, Debbie, just to get a, you know, clear shot and like get my interview with Sid. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't. Like, I just feel suddenly be like, my God, guy. Like, Are yeah. Are you serious? I'll, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll sit there and do that goddamn hour interview with you with Diane Sawyer. <laughs> Not even Barbara Walters. It's like Diane Sawyer, you know? Yeah. And, I guess it's more of a Diane Sawyer kind of interview. That's okay. That's okay. Um, and then, you know, oh, but also, oh, we, we have to, can't skip over the, so Jerry O'Connell oh, bless gets kidnapped him. by his frat brothers and, you know, strung up in the theater. And then Mickey makes her do that whole ultimate uh, test of does she trust him? Does she not trust him? Oh, how terrible for Sydney. Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> and her him to be like he was a real sweet guy Sydney and you fucked it up and you like, fucked you know, it up like, I'm about to fuck you up bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you man I love how angry she looks after he kills kills him she's like ooh I'm about to kill you good <laughs> although I love the like it becomes like a shoot off, a sh- like a showdown after like Mickey f- comes flying up off the ground. Oh yeah, like <laughs> and that. And <laughs> just like firing out into him. Oh my god! I was like, this is great. Oh, and also my favorite little line from uh, Leave Schreiber is when. <laughs> When Gail, we think Gail has like died at this point because she got shot by by Mickey earlier, and then she comes out of the like orchestra pit, and she's like, "Gail, I thought you were shot." She's like, "Oh, I must have bounced off my ribs." And like, "Geez, Gail, I got more lives than a cat." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just, I just love the finale with with Dewey somehow being alive. I mean, I can't tell you how. 
Couldn't right. tell you. No, how couldn't it tell you. <laughs> he must have, because also I'm like, I assume it was Mickey killing him. So like, Mickey was a very vicious killer. So I just, I don't imagine that he didn't stab deep enough. I think I heard this on this viewing. Uh-huh. Um, the EMTs wheeling him out to the ambulance, which I can understand why nobody paid attention to this because really it's more about Gail being like, I'm going to come with right. you. And he's like, I'm fine. I love you. <laughs> um, he's like, Oh, well luckily he stabbed the scar tissue. Oh, that All would right. not save you for hours, but, um, go off sis. I, yeah, I can't tell how much time has gone by. Cause it's very much daytime at the end. And it was, very much nighttime when they were looking at the videos and stuff. Right. What did you think of the reveal of all the footage uh, of like shit from the whole movie? Oh, I loved that. That I I love that. I love when the self referential stuff becomes even more self referential. I can't talk. So. <laughs> You know what else I loved about it is that it did it it did it actually well where I've seen a lot of movies where they'll show like alternate points of view like like mm-hmm. oh here's a video of a thing but you can tell it's like absolutely not the scene that we watched or the take of the scene that we watched earlier right. in the movie I'm like that's not how they said that line and it actually was like very tight and accurate and like so it was just good filmmaking Wes Craven I have to say you know job, two dude. thumbs up love it stick to the movies i mean r.i.p we love him but like this was a, a to to whip out the sequel so fast right and for it to be this good so I good can't, can't even i can't even so we have our usual segments that we're doing for all these films uh, the first one is so we usually do scream queen of the week Sydney is, of course, Scream Queen of every week. So instead, it's a segment called Scream Queen, who isn't Sydney of the week. Jesus, not Sydney. <laughs> and it rolls off the tongue. It's right. very smooth and very, yeah. <laughs> who would be um, your Scream Queen of the week that isn't Sydney? Uh, Gail Weathers. Mm-hmm. She does the screaming. She does the fighting. She's smart and lovable. <laughs> yeah. lovable she also Courtney Cox I don't think gets enough credit for how good her screams are yeah agree she because she gets that really good scream when Rand, she find, they find Randy I'm like that's mm-hmm. a blood curling scream where they just let her go they're like yeah. get it I love when they just let her, just let her lungs have at it yeah <laughs> uh, my scream queen who isn't Sydney even though they are not as successful in staying alive as Courtney Cox, um, <laughs> would be my girl Sarah Michelle Geller uh, because gotta shout out the pink sweater. Right. Um, she's not the she's not doing the smartest things, but she is doing iconic things, and so she will be my screen queen. Who isn't Sydney of, of the, the week. week? And next segment is kill of the week. Now, what would be your kill of the week for Scream Two? Um, I, I, I really like, um, when Debbie gets shot by <laughs> cotton, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not like, I guess technically, you know, she, she takes a lot longer to die. There's that whole sequence. <laughs> right. But like, there's something just about that, like, huh? Moment that I was oh. like, Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think mine, I'm, I'm sort of like teetering between two. I, 
I think I would say Randy only because I was it was so shocking the mm. first time I saw it because I yes. just was not expecting it, and I really do think it um it it, it sort of levels out the movie for the audience. We're like, okay, so like that's like an original character from the first one. So like clearly anybody could get killed as we time. as we know. Yes. Um. So I would I would give it to Randy. I do think a lot of people have said since that you know. He should have not been killed off. He should have stayed. Do you think he should have stayed in the franchise? Or are you fine with him being killed off? I'm fine with him being killed off. He has yeah. stuff later that we see. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So, like, that was... That's a perfect integration of continuing his character without actually... I also actually... feel like he's going to be honored in the new one. Well, I feel... <laughs> what are they, are they going to, fi- like, keep watching the tape? I don't know. Maybe we a second tape. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if there was a second tape. <laughs> it's like... So, if you happen to find yourself many years later, still being followed by a killer, <laughs> this might be a fifth movie. <laughs> I don't know. It could happen. You it could know. happen. <laughs> and the last segment of the week, a special segment for our Scream franchise, is the Hello, Sydney segment. Hello, Sydney. Which is where we both highlight our favorite Sydney moment of the film. Now, what would be your standout sydney moment on scream too i absolutely love it's right at the beginning with <laughs> sydney when she gets a prank call right after the movie <clears throat> with a hello sydney um and she has her caller id she looks at it and she's like yeah i know you're so and so at this phone number did you know it's against the law to make these calls and like i it's just <laughs> like the yeah. perfect integration of like what you know, you would scream at your TV like, "Why? Why don't you have caller ID? Why didn't you like right. ask him who they were?" She's like, "I'm not phased by your bullshit anymore. Please yeah. don't do that." <laughs> like, She's not having it. No, I love Somebody it. Will not be having any of it. And there's so many throughout the movie, but I think like that setting off that tone of that like, "I'm prepared. I have learned. I have adapted, and I'm just not here for your shit." Yeah uh my sydney moment of the week week there's a lot there's a lot of moments with that sydney that's why she is an icon uh it might be when the killer even though i don't always fully understand but when the killer calls when she's like, alone in the frat house mm-hmm. and you know he's he's being his usual you know killer self mm-hmm. and she just like claps back at him she's like why don't you come and show your face fucking coward like i was like yeah. oh yeah bitch <laughs> yeah you bitch out. You calm out sis <laughs> between that and her rattling rattling the, the thunder claps in the theater <laughs> you know just all all of it for the drama and can we please point out i know i've mentioned already but the blue suede jacket is really just a lovely moment for just... me. <laughs> i love that jacket i was always obsessed with that jacket well, I guess, do you have any final thoughts on Scream 2 before we wrap things up? Uh, it's uh, it's just, I keep keep watching the Scream movies. <laughs> this is a, it's a great follow-up. And even if, I mean, like, some people don't like Scream 3, but if you just take <sighs> these two, it's solid couple of movies. I like Scream 3, but, like, we're going to get into that next week. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this continu- continued journey. To Windsor College for Scream 2. And where can the audience find you all the rest of the days of the week, Devin Ray? 
<laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram at Devin Wright or at Camel Weasel Whale or on TikTok at Camel Weasel Whale or Etsy and Threadless and all kinds of things. You can send so me a message places. on Instagram. I, I, yeah, you, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like scary movies? You want to play a game? Sure. (laughs) This doesn't work the same for me. I do like scary movies. What would you like to talk about? It's a special (laughs) interest of mine. (laughs) You can listen to the backlog from this. Yeah, we have like I don't know, thirty episodes of (laughs) so many. I was sort of doing a tally of like all the franchises we've done. I'm like, man, we're we're starting to clean up. I mean, like we've we've done a lot of them. We've done the all of the major ones. Yeah, other than like, I think Chucky is probably the next like big one that like I consider iconic, but just that's more you know campy, but still fun. Still fun. I, I still would. <laughs> I think. I think our our job is not finished until we have done the Chucky franchise. I agree. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, and you can follow me at Zachary with no H on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow this podcast at IAW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and you can also follow. I have two other podcasts: one called Messy Mondays, which is an LGBTQ advice podcast, comes out every Monday. Can you believe it? Messy Mondays. I can, can you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> And I also host a show called Two Gays Watch with Aaron Holman, which uh, we're doing RuPaul's Drag Race season 14 recaps for the whole, however long the season's going to be. So oh my God. Me... Do you remember like last year when it was oh like my... June and we were like, how is there still how more? Is it still on? <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> even. I'm convinced they dragged it out because they were praying that they'd be able to do a live finale by the time like the finale mm. got there. Um, and then it did not work out that way for them. No. Um, it worked out better than the year before, but still, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's me. That's been this episode of In Another World. We will be back next time with Scream 3, where we're going to Hollywood. Hollywood, baby! You're going to Hollywood, you know. It's going to be a great time. And I will see you here to discuss it then, Devin. I'll see you then. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>